0: My chipmunk is starting to go down some. Your what? My chipmunk chin. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> do I want to use that part of the intro? I no! Sure do. No!
1: <laughs> it's like when people tell me all the time, they're like, oh my god, Red, you don't look 40, and I'm like, I'm just peacocking you with sparkly nails, glitter tattoos, and the brightest hair you've ever seen. <laughs> it's a- Hey guys, welcome back to the Dark Collective podcast with me, Miss Red and the gorgeous Miss Jen.
0: Hello everyone. Thanks for tuning
1: in. We are so excited to be back. Uh, We just got back from Boston recently and (laughs) it was cold. I was cold. It's not that bad. I know. <laughs> For you, it maybe, because this woman's from the East Coast, I'm like California sunny dreaming. Oh, my God. Tell me you've seen that meme where the guy was like, check on your Southern California friends. It's been raining. No. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like, I'm going to put a little clip right here. Just like, so this is see. so true.
2: <laughs> check on your Southern California friends, because right now our weather is not great. We're getting rain today, which means it's not sunny, which means it's not 75 degrees, which means we're struggling and it's tough and it's hard.
1: Cause it is like we say, I live in San Diego and San Diego made national news. The last time we had a storm because some guy paddleboarded on the freeway. (laughs) Of course they did. We're, we're recording. It's the evening for us right now. And obviously I'm starving. Um, but one of the things we did want to talk about was, uh, the food in
0: Boston? I could move to Boston. Like, if it wasn't a city, I could move to Boston just for the food. I love oh every place we went to almost.
1: So when we were in Boston, the, what was, like, the first restaurant you took us to? I can't remember the name right now.
0: MJ mm, uh, O'Connor's technically is the yes. first restaurant we went to because That's right. we wanted to try out the restaurants near Boston Park Plaza. Um fantastic it was, it was so, so good, good. i oh, loved everything. i got that spicy food. margarita it was delicious mm-hmm. oh yeah your so spicy good. margarita is pretty good it um the really drinks good. were good the food was fantastic they also have like a full mm-hmm. gluten-free menu and oh, they have like right. vegan options yeah they have all kinds of stuff and um yeah it was that's where we met a bunch of our volunteers at they were also
1: yeah safe, so. i i, I loved to... meeting i i love how when we meet our volunteers Like, we literally gave them nicknames without them even knowing we gave them nicknames. Like, it was just so cute. And, like, I I won't talk about all of them, but our favorite was the, like, literally one of our favorite nicknames was, oh, she's the flight attendant. Like, forever we'll just
0: be known as the flight attendant. (laughs) We're like, oh. I loved her. She was so. And nice. the best
1: part of the night was the car salesman, which that's not she owns a car dealership, sweetest, sweetest can be. <laughs> Literally her husband came to pick her up. Oh my god. And he honked and He's I like, turned around and I was like, Hi, <laughs> hubby. And he was like, burr, 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 burr. And I was like, Yes, <laughs> you're 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 in like integrating like, yourself into our party. He, he will fit right in with John and Cody. <laughs> he will be perfect for con daddy. Con daddy part three. <laughs>
0: right we gotta bring them all in bring them uh, it
1: it was just like such a cool experience to meet them and to put faces with names you know because yeah. we all we know are the applications yeah. and so it was just really cool to meet them and it was such a good group of women and i think what i liked about the restaurant is we were so loud and ridiculous and they just didn't care They're yeah, like, they were yeah, cool. <laughs> like
0: didn't care and like it's nice because it's not that it's away from everything but like it's mm-hmm. not in like it's not in um like the north end where it's restaurant upon restaurant upon re- and everything's like crazy crowded. Because um, I can tell you right now, um, we're going to make videos later on like just for informational ones. But if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you're making your reservations at least, at least one to two months out from Boston. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't food. realize
1: that till we went. Like you were yeah. just like, if
0: we don't make a reservation, we're not yeah. eating dinner. Well, the girls were yeah. like, I don't want reservations. I want us to not be, have like, we have to be there at this time. And I was like, listen, if you bitches want to eat, <laughs> we need to at least have the reservation. We can cancel it if we don't need it. But like, if I'm talking for brunch. Maybe, oh, yeah. Maybe even for some lunches, especially in August, because it's so nice out. Oh, it's beautiful
1: um, 100% It's hundred so percent for there.
0: brunch and a hundred percent for dinner. Uh, we did go to the Cheers Bar, which <laughs> was so awesome. Um, there's a bar in the front. Don't go to that one. Go to the one in the back. That's where we went. That was, wait, we should maybe we should do like a reservation thing when we go to Boston again. It was, that was wonderful so though.
1: We so had speaking so fun. of Speaking of brunch, though, where was our brunch place? Because that place was
0: oh so, so w- we went to two, but my favorite brunch place that we went to is the Friendly Toast. Ah, the Boom Boom it's Room. The Boom Boom, boom Room. room. Um, yeah. It's so good. They have um, mimosa flights. They had like Which we ordered. essentially a, like kind of like espresso martini flights.
1: We ordered but, that too.
0: Yeah, there was like an <laughs> Oreo, like an Oreo one, oh, like shit. a hazelnut something. I don't know if they were so good. Um, they have, of course margaritas. I like the
1: ones that tasted straight, like espresso. They were like,
0: that just yeah. tastes out like watered out, watered
1: down coffee. And I was like, no. I love it. That it's was so me good. that said it. Cause I hate coffee.
0: <laughs> I like espresso <laughs> martinis, but I like like chocolate espresso martinis. Oh, yeah. Um, Bethany loves the regular espresso martinis and the chocolate ones. Um, oh, yeah. um I'm, I'm more of like, a, I like my margaritas or I like, uh, that, the mimosas are good. I like Bloody Mary's too, but I can only do one and then I'm full and gross. Oh my I think the one
1: thing I, I am going to dream about is that deep fried churro. Or churros. I was like, not cannolis. Oh. The
0: cannolis too. The cannolis too, but that's a whole nother episode yeah, about yeah, freaking yeah, cannolis. Yeah, I didn't want to go to cannolis. No, those Ugh. churro bites, like, do yourself a favor. Order them in the beginning. That's what we did. Yep. We ordered them, Don't as an appetizer. them at the end. You're not going to be able to eat them. <laughs> They're drizzled in like chocolate and powdered oh. sugar. And they had like a, I think it was maybe kind of, maybe like a raspberry, some kind of fruit sauce. And yeah, they had a raspberry like coolie or something like that. They're so good. Um, yeah. But yeah, we got those. We got some, fr- um, also they have a, ri- I got the Rice Krispie Fried Chicken Sandwich and it was kind of throwing me with like the, ri- it's like coated in Rice Krispies. Just do it. Just get it. It's phenomenal. I had Joy trying it. in your mouth. Yeah, because Joy was like, ah, the Rice Krispies are throwing me. And I was like just eat it it's so good she was like oh my god (laughs) and our server was amazing she was so kind and she knew so much about the menu
1: yeah it was and then we after that place we went to i kept calling it the wrong name surprise surprise but was it citrus and salt yes
0: yeah, talk. I got it right. It I
1: got restaurant. it right. Yeah, it was this amazing to to Mexican but... restaurant, and like all we wanted to do was steal the bendy straws. <laughs> That's all we wanted in life. Because we made damn... hotel.
0: We caught. We caught it. Our hotel toilet wine, <laughs> <laughs> sangria, or toilet sangria. A toilet uh, sangria that was for the yeah.
1: win. Do you want to tell them why we made toilet sangria? Where no. you left me and Joy in the lobby. <laughs> no. I you talking about. <laughs> uh, so basically, Joy and I had arrived and Jen was already in the room and you can't get up to the rooms without your key in the elevator. So Jen was like, oh, "I'm on my way down." And literally it had been like 15 minutes.
0: No, because he- girl, i, I was in the elevator going up and it takes forever because you have to stop at the floors of other people. And then I had to find the room. So I was like, I'll be, I'll be put my suitcases in the room and then I'll be right back down. So yeah, it might have been like 10 minutes from when I texted you.
1: <laughs> but then she got so goddamn thrilled because they left us a fruit basket. Two,
0: two fruit baskets. And I'm not talking about just like, oh, here's some oranges and some apples. It had blackberries and strawberries and pears and bananas and oil.
1: And then it took us to an adventure to find the other part of
0: toilet wine,
1: the we, Franzia. We,
0: I think we, we spent about half a day trying to find boxed wine in Boston <laughs> because uh, no one had it. All the fancy, no one had it. There, there's all kinds of liquor stores, but all of them had fancy wine. And I was like, I'm not paying $30. <laughs> For a little bottle for toilet sangria, I'm not doing no. it. So oh. we spent fifty dollars on Uber, trying <laughs> to find to a four dollar
1: box of wine.
0: Fourteen ninety nine box of wine, and we also got triple sex. So we went back and we had an ice bucket because how else? I mean, I'm not actually putting it in the toilet. So we had to call down the desk and be like, "We need, we don't have an ice bucket." So they brought another one. So we like put the little liner in it and then we made sangria and we drank about a cup of it <laughs> because we didn't want to drink. <laughs> you guys,
1: we are so excited. We do have an amazing guest today. Uh, her name is what, Miss Jen?
0: Don, Darling. Don, Darling. And she will be right on. All right, you guys, so go ahead
1: and stay tuned as we talk to Miss Dawn Darling. Well, Dawn, you are one of our signing authors for uh, Sinners and
2: Stardust. Are you excited? I am so excited. Um, it's one of the first events that I get to do, so I've only been to one other. Ooh, that's so
0: exciting. Yeah. Do you have any other ones planned
2: this year? Um, Yes, I'm going to... Um, Troy Duren is hosting one in New Orleans, Dark Star Con. I'm going to that okay. one. Um my buddy Cassandra and I actually bullied our way in. We're not proud of it, but I felt that. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, okay? Um, yes, that's what we were on TikTok for a few weeks probably just making the stupidest videos. Um trying to make him feel bad for us and it worked. So <laughs> hey, it worked. Yeah. Check what you can get, okay? Yeah. Um and then we're also on our way to um the Fabled Fantasy event in Disney and then um we'll be over in Arizona in the same month. So pretty busy at the end of this year. Who was the first author that
1: you fell in love with?
2: Oh, so I am, um, the stereotype of a millennial. Um, I read, um, Harry Potter in the third grade and never looked back. So, um, that was the very first series and author I fell in love with. Um, and just kept going as an adult, I would probably say Lee Bardugo is who I look up to the most. Um, And would shit my pants if I ever got to meet her. So, like, probably wouldn't be able to find words.
0: (laughs) It's like faint. It's like the new girl, Nick and Jess, when they meet Prince. Oh,
2: my God. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, my God. I don't know if anyone watches the new girl. I love that show. (laughs) Me, too. I can watch it. I literally watch it on repeat while I clean.
1: We were just in Boston, and when we were in the hotel room, that's the only thing that was on our TV the entire time was New Girl. The entire time. The it's time. so
0: good. He's like, Ma called. The bees are back. The yeah. are back. Perfectly good forks on
1: the end of my arms. <laughs> yeah. My favorite one is, I give
0: you cookie, you gave me cookie. I give <laughs> you cookie, you give me cookie, Schmidt. I-, I love when he's like, as I live and breathe, raisin. After <laughs> raisin again, then, <laughs> Winston, oh my gosh. This podcast has turned into a new girl podcast.
2: It's just a new girl uh, moment. Well. <laughs> so good. It's a good
0: topic.
2: I love new <laughs> girl, man. I'd
0: be too. Crazy. Alright. Um so what was the first story you ever wrote? Like ever. Ever. Like this had to be published, ever. just like one, like what was it about? Was it always like Greek gods and things
2: like that or no, Um, I actually had um, a creative writing class in college, um, which is really what kind of um, kicked me from the reader interest over into the writer interest. Um, And the first thing I wrote was it was a fictional short story and it was, um, you could probably categorize it in young adult. And it was just, it was basically like a trauma story. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was about but um, I got a lot of good feedback from my professor on it um, and I do still have that feedback. It's funny that I kept that, not the actual story, but um, <laughs> I will never forget him. He was the most awesome um, English professor. His last name that. was Bartholomew so he fit the part really well. Uh, you're, you're like, <laughs> I don't want a teacher, an English guy.
0: teacher his last name is.
2: Yes. So, um, yeah. And then I kind of lost it after that, you know, um, I had my son, I had him when I was really young. Um, so I was just working whatever job I could find until my husband finished college. Um, and I didn't write anything again until I wrote One Little Nightmare. So that was really scary to put out into the world.
0: (laughs) I can't even imagine. Like that's every time I make a new design with my shop or something, I'm like, oh, God, what if people hate it? So I can't imagine writing a whole book. Like, it's like one thing that you're so focused on for months, sometimes years. And then to put it out, I would just have I would just throw up all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I was definitely really anxious to begin with. And um, I was actually, I was an author's assistant for like five years before I decided to sit down and finish um, the manuscript. And I just all the time, I'm like, you can't. You can look at your reviews if it makes you, you know, feel like it's going to help you do better yeah. um, because there are always consistency in bad reviews. And if you find that consistency, then that's what you want to work on. But it still sucks to read because yeah, <laughs> you pour like, your whole like effort and soul into this yeah. piece and somebody's like, eh, was that it? <laughs> They're like, I hate this. You're like,
1: I hate you. So when did you decide writing was your passion and like how long have you been doing it? Like when was that moment that you were like,
2: I have to put it out? probably um 3 years ago i would oh, really? say yeah um it was something um if you read the author's note in the back of one little nightmare i go into it a little better um but having my first son was really easy we got pregnant when we were teenagers um and as you can imagine that was pretty taboo here in Kentucky and we didn't get a lot of help but then We got a little older and, you know, decided we wanted another baby and it just didn't happen. Um, And so we had my second son via IVF and that was a really long five-year road. And so you talk about pouring your heart and soul into something. all of the emotions went into book one. Um, And after I finished it and I had this like lump of my heart in my hand, I was like, you know, roll the dice. You're like, now what do I do yeah. I it? Do I keep it for myself? Oh, yes. My and I, now. I knew it was going to be extra hard to take critique on it because it, it was. It's a little rough around the edges. Um, I was totally Dr. Frankenstein with that book. I ripped it apart and sewed it back together a million times. So, you know, things can always be better. But at the end, I think the emotion that I felt that I wanted to translate was still there. So. Um, it was really hard to put that out because I knew there would be those reviews like, you know, this yeah. is a piece of shit. And I'd be like, oh, you're like,
0: that's my life. You also can never satisfy everyone. Like, even right. with, with the event, like, I know there's people that are gonna come and they're just gonna hate it. Like, they're gonna be like, I wanted more or it was too much or, you know, I didn't get to see every single author. So, like, I, myself, I'm, I'm getting better at taking, like, criticism and stuff like that but I mean I know what's gonna happen and I'm just gonna make red and everyone else read all those and I'm just gonna go hide <laughs> all right, so how many books or if you can't tell me but how many books are you planning for your series
2: so originally I could wholeheartedly tell you three yeah um but I started writing One Saccharine Dream, and I hit 120,000 words, and I knew that at least 40 to 50 needed to go into it until it was done, which is way too long. One Little Nightmare was like 62,000 words, so there was yeah. no way that I could just double that and expect my readers to pick it up. So I cut book two short. Um so now I have the rest of this super tangled web that I'm supposed to fit in one more book. So <laughs> I'm going to write it. I'm going to start it and we'll see how it goes. Um, if there has to be a fourth one, it's a toss up. That's I don't fine. Know.
0: I love having multiple books from the same series on my
2: shelf. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's just so yeah. interesting to me how because I'm new to the book world. I've only been here like two and a half years, oh, and yeah. um they make fun of me because of my my loves and dreams and books i'm I'm like that like. Oh, you're like a little plushy with like a little bit of devil horns, but not enough to have a dagger and gunplay, you know? Like <laughs> the best way I could describe it. Um, but I just because recently I feel like it's happened a lot in the book industry where people are like, Oh, this is the last book of the series, and the author's like, ha ha. ha. No.
2: Yeah. I'm like, yeah. no. <laughs> I don't know if they planned that, but I can promise you that I did not. Well, <laughs> right? at least you're yeah. not doing it deviantly <laughs> like- that's right it was not <laughs> promo or marketing it was a. Uh, I i have no idea what i've gotten myself into all kinds of special editions i collect i like the the pretty things um and oh i God.
0: like this one <laughs>
2: like <laughs> yes, this one that, like that just a little pl- <laughs> a little a yes. I still have a whole shelf of her that I'm keeping for a rainy day, but don't tell anybody. I won't <laughs>
1: getting back to it, but this is a crazy thing. I was just reading, like making sure I was on the right thing. You killed your Kickstarter. Like your Kickstarter got blown out of the water. Yeah, so like any, ad- any advice what? for people that want to How- do that? How quickly did you hit your goal in Kickstarter?
2: Uh, it was like four minutes and 37 yeah. seconds.
1: Oh my God jesus
2: yeah it um so uh, (laughs) the advice i have i don't know if it works for everybody um you know there are some marketing things where um you just go with your jellies you know um and i just went with them i think kickstarter is a really aesthetic platform um and so the harder you lean into that the more success you're gonna have um and I did a lot of chatting back and forth with Rebecca L Garcia. I don't know if you've ever seen any of her kickstarters. Um, yeah, but uh, she and, had and a really big one. Yes, um, and they raised almost sixty thousand dollars for that one. Yeah. Um, so when I signed in DC um, this past year she was kind enough to sit down and talk with me because i knew it was something i wanted to do for book 2 um i went all out of pocket for book 1 because i knew that kickstarters or sorry that special editions were going to give me the most visibility as a new author um rather than leaning into the amazon ku type thing um so i knew for the for book 2 i wasn't going to be able to pull that off again um so i went to kickstarter and it took me probably a solid three weeks worth of hours to get that put together and, and finagled just nicely. Um, but, um, my biggest advice again is aesthetics. If you've got it there, you'll have a successful campaign, I think. Um, and you know, research, but I'm a, I don't have any secrets. I share everything. So any questions I'm, I'm free to talk about it. I don't mind.
1: I love that. Being open about stuff like that is so huge for people, especially when, you know, you are trying to put out a book and not drain your bank account doing it, you know, so. But no
2: gatekeepers here. Yes. People, they just don't realize how expensive it is. Um, I've gotten some pretty nasty emails about my Kickstarter just telling me that I'm money hungry and how dare I charge what I charge for those books. Um, and I just, I don't think people realize that I will be writing a check to my artist that is three times the amount that I will be bringing home for myself. Yeah. So whenever you plan the cost of your tiers, you know, that's something you have to think about is how much am I paying my editor for this book? Yep. Um, how much am I paying my artist for all of the things that I want to give you? Um, And then, you know, you plan your stretch goals and people, I mean, those are expected to be given for free. And so you have to add up, okay, if we hit up to 10 stretch rewards, then I need to make sure that cost is made up somewhere. And so you add it a little bit into your tiers and, you know, and it's not their fault. Consumers don't care. They see the price tag and then no other thought has gone into it. And that's okay. I do the exact same thing when I go to target and I don't understand why something costs as much as it costs. But (laughs) um, yeah, I did. I did have to, um, I put something up on social media about it. Um, and I did respond to those emails, but that's just something I like for people to keep in mind is it's not, it's not greed. It's, I want to give you these things. I want to have these things, but, you know, but like you like also,
0: you also need to make a profit
2: as well for your time and
0: everything. You're also putting your heart and soul into these books. Like I feel yes. like that's something people also don't look at is, you know, it's if, if they were doing it as well, they would very much look at it as I need to make some kind of profit, like maybe not a whole yes. lot, you know, but something
2: to make up for everything. I was actually surprised. Um, and this is something that I think authors should look into as well. Um, Kickstarter will give you smart links so that you know where all of your people are coming from Um, and all of uh, 64% of my traffic came just from Kickstarter like the readers on their platform rather than really cool yeah my Instagram or anything like that so there are people on that platform who want to support you and don't even know you
0: but so what exactly is your series about for those that haven't read your
2: book yet do you know that that is like asking for a two sentence synopsis <laughs> of my book? I mean, we got time. We got time. <laughs> no. So, my books, um, they are obviously based in Greek mythology. Pandora's Box give, gives it away, I think. But um, I grew up in a really religious community, as you can what? imagine. Can can you're
1: lying. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and. I've always had my own struggles with that. Um, and again, I relate that back to my IVF. Um, you any We kept ours really quiet because anytime you talked about it, it was um, on God's time. Um, maybe it wasn't meant to be. If he wants it to happen, he will. Um, and I just, when you're going through something, it just made me really bitter, I think. And so I have this whole concept with my books that all religion is the same right based on the same concept um but the way we view it determines what gods you pull from it right Mm -hmm. um and my books i chose um greek mythology to go with it but it is about the cruel side of the gods um there is nothing romanticized about my series um hades and persephone do not get their happy ending um Everybody is broken, <laughs> and I know that a lot of dark um romance and dark fantasy authors say that, but i didn't i felt so broken during i v f that like i didn't i didn't want that romanticized story because yeah. there was nothing romantic about what we were going through um and I think that that's reality, I think that's life. Um, and I put a lot of that into the book. And so going forth, if you read any of my content warnings, please take that to heart is, is not romantic. <laughs> I
0: don't really get any triggers ever. I'm, ever. Yeah. But that's the only kinda... thing that will make me stop reading is cheating. That's the old, oh, that's my yeah. only hard no. There's cheating between nope. the two main characters. I won't even touch it because I'm like, it feels like I'm getting cheated on. Like my body gets yeah. hot. And I get like physically sick because I'm like, "How
2: dare you!" <laughs> <laughs> no, I promise, no cheating in mind. But when you say your um, book's more of like a dark tragedy, the first book is definitely um, it is a psychological thriller, and it okay. definitely has a tragedy arc. Okay. Um, and I was very upfront about that in the beginning, and people were still like, "What the hell just happened?" And I was like, "I told <laughs> you." You're like, I'm marketing. <laughs> Yes. And so I get a lot of questions about that character. Um, and I actually, um, I'm writing a novella for her, um, for my Kickstarter. And yeah, I started on that, but, um, so would
1: you say, so that kind of feeds into like, who is your favorite character in your series? Like what,
2: like, could you pick? I have two, actually, Um, and it's, shockingly enough, isn't either of my main characters. I love them very, very, very much. Um,
0: Side characters make everything.
2: Yeah, (laughs) the side characters, yes, because I just feel like um, there's a lot of pressure when you do your main characters, you know, they have to, they have to hop in bed, they have to have struggle, they have to do this, this, and this, but it's always a little more free with the side characters, and I enjoy um, not having that pressure on them. So um, from book one, my favorite character, her name is Litta, Um L-Y-T-T-A. I'm super Southern. So I know it's hard to hear that. But um, <laughs> if you haven't read it yet, I don't want to give any spoilers. Um, but she's definitely one that will stay with me through my entire career. She's on the cover of the book. So okay. if that tells you anything about Yeah, I would say she's there. <laughs> <laughs> there for a uh, bit. The, my second book, my favorite character is actually Nix. Um, she's one I introduced. Uh, I had a short story that was like a grabber for my newsletter.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and when I was sitting down to plot the second book, I realized that that short story would fit perfectly into the beginning of book two. And so I took it down and I rewrote everything and put it in. And she um, is the most relatable, angsty, sassy character I think I've written thus far. Um, and I just really clicked with her on a specific level. Um, and she's probably one of my favorites, I would say. Love that. I'm excited for everybody to get to meet her.
1: I right? love that I love you went
2: too.
0: That makes me
1: happy.
2: I don't know
0: yeah, why. When, when does, is your second book out?
2: It is not. Um, no, I said so. when. When oh, when? <laughs> if you are a Kickstarter backer, yeah. you get it in two to three weeks. Um, my Patreon people already have it, and then um, it is being recorded um, for audio, and so it will release to the public sometime in April after I have um, some arcs done of that audio. That's so much fun! Yeah, I don't have a date yet, but
0: right, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, sometime around yeah. April. <laughs> So what is, whenever you're not writing, what is your favorite genre to read?
2: Oh, this is going to surprise everybody, I think. Um, really? Oh, I'm so excited yeah, right now. Like, uh, mom, I don't read any dark romance. Um, yeah. I've never read, like, H.G. Carlton. I've never read those books. Oh. Um, I've never read, like, any Sarah Kate. I met her once, and she was fantastic. <laughs> um, I've never
0: read any Sarah Kate either. I've I've almost read her a few times, and then... Them dang
2: book recommendations, you see, and then I'm like, "Ooh, that I, I one. Read this one instead." <laughs> they just get you. Yeah. yeah, I've got enough dark going on in here when I write <laughs> that. When I step away, I just kind of want to be like a potato. I want it to be easy. So <laughs> I watch true. New Girl all the time and I read. Yeah. It
1: when we were in Boston, Jen, what was the one thing I wanted to hear when I was out there? Do you remember? Wilson? No, it was uh um, pop, pop. That's all I wanted to hear. I just. I needed to hear it and when we were waiting outside it was literally our last day there and someone was like I gotta go find my car I can't remember where I parked it and I was like
0: yes <laughs> yeah we were I sitting outside it. of Mike's pastry <laughs> I was so excited turns and she's like <gasps> love it so what is one piece of advice you wish you would have had
2: whenever you first started That is a hard one because I was a PA. So I was getting all of the advice, oh. <laughs> but I think, I think I can safely say the biggest one was just write the damn thing. Um, even if you write just an outline for each chapter, you will have nothing to edit. You'll have nothing to beta. You'll have nothing. If you don't just write it, do it. Mm-hmm. Just get it done. Doesn't matter how many words it is. It doesn't matter if it's coherent. Like that's what editing is for. Your first draft doesn't have to be anything. And um, that I think I guess that was the first piece of advice I got. The author I was peeing for was like, "Well, just do it." Yeah, doesn't have to be good right now. And I was like, like, put you it down. You yeah, can tweak it later. You're right. Like, I'm the only one who's reading it right now. Who am I trying to impress? Like, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, and it um, it really sparked. I'm working on something else for my Patreon. Um, it's a t- totally different book, and, a, like, it's not of Gods and Monsters related at all. Um, and I was really scared to do it until I remembered to just write it, so. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Like, let's go. <laughs> let's get it. Yeah, it's a lot <laughs> darker. Um, a lot darker. Um, and... I'm ready to see where it goes. I got to awesome. finish this one first. Sorry, no, finish this
1: one first. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> so, we're, I mean, we're absolutely thrilled to have you at Centers and Stardust, and it's our first year, you know. So, we're oh learning just as much as, you know, any new author, vendor, anyone starting out would learn. So, what I would love to know from you is what are you most excited about? Like, you're going, you're excited to go. What is the one thing you are super excited about, Centers
2: and Stardust? Um, besides meeting um, readers and authors, I think you guys are the most eclectic group of <laughs> of leaders that I have seen thus far <laughs> in event planning, and that makes me really excited because I know it's going to rock. I'm excited for the ball. I'm excited for the signing floor. Um, I think it's just going to be a grand time, and I can't freaking wait. <laughs> Will happen. Thank you. Like, literally, <laughs> that's, Jen is
1: inside screaming internally, yeah. but she's very yeah. excited right now. I think, <laughs> you know, Jen and I both tell each other that we undersell ourselves. Like we're really bad at that. But I think, you know, one of the things that Jen always has said from the very beginning to all to her dark collective, you know, even when we couldn't say a lot about it in the beginning and couldn't release a lot of things was that I will not be that corporate event. I will not be that person that you cannot reach out for anything. I will always be accommodating to an extent to always be there for the people that invest in me. I will invest in them. And as someone who just became her friend a year ago, (laughs) you know, we became best friends really quickly. And one of the things I just knew is how much that she loves when she loves and, you know, every single, well, it's true because like, Everything I've heard from people that I've talked to that are going to this event, because even people in my world are going to this event, you know, of hairdressing, by the way, I don't live on another planet. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the thing is, is they all said like, she is so communicative. Like every time I've like liked or commented or messaged or DM'd or emailed, she always gets back to me. Like, I love that. And just seems so relaxed and chill. And, you know, yes, Jen has her moments where we all freak out, but- yeah. At the end of the day, she has invested her whole life into this in this event and hearing it from authors from all shapes and sizes of everyone going to this event just
2: proves that she's doing it right. Absolutely. You it know? really shows. And I don't think some people realize how much just a, a comment back means, you know, yeah. like there are a lot of people who they look at you and they're like oh my gosh you must be a millionaire you're so well known and she commented on my comment and you know like it just it goes a long way it does uh, i think every I time say. i've had
0: someone an author like comment either email or dm i always end up met with like, we have like a group chat and i'll be like oh my god they just said that they like <laughs> were what we're doing i'm <laughs> like yeah. yes."
2: Uh, You, Mr. Darling can tell you, um, even if they left me on read, I was like, they read my words.
1: (laughs) 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 I think it doesn't matter how large you are on social media or how large you are in your field. There will always be someone that you look up to and always be someone that can just make your day better with an acknowledgement. And I think that it that's what we've done this entire time is. We want everyone to feel acknowledged. It does not matter how small or big you are. You are going to be acknowledged in our event and you are going to be appreciated.
2: I love that. Inclusive events are always the best. And again, you said it, you're not going to be able to see to everybody's needs, no. but yeah. being understanding about them goes a long way, even if you can't accommodate. So yeah. I, I think it's going to be a really, really fun event and I can't wait to be there. Counting down the days, (laughs)
0: right? I know. I'm like, uh, six months. Yeah, but it's only February. I know. I'm not ready.
2: Exactly. Well,
1: (laughs) Miss Dawn, darling, thank you so much for being here. Um, all of her information will be in our notes on all of our podcasts uh, that we are posting this on. All of our socials, Instagram spotify apple podcast amazon prime podcast so you guys have lots of different places to listen to this um we are so excited and thank you so so much of
2: course thanks for having me
1: of course Jen, any final you.
0: words? that was it i was like bye <laughs> was perfect love
1: it <laughs> it's a